Hello everybody and Kiora. Uh, welcome to the Austroads webinar. In today's session, uh, we will talk about the driver licensing principles to guide and inform licensing policy and work programs in Australia. Uh, we have more than 200 people registered for today's session. Welcome to you all and thanks for joining us. My name is Ekaterina, I'm a Senior Communications Officer at Austroads and I will be moderating today's session together with Michael Newstick, um, Austroads Road Safety and Design Program Manager. Michael will moderate your questions at the end of the webinar. I would like to start by acknowledging the Treaty of Waitani and Maori as the regional people of New Zealand. I also acknowledge the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the custodians of the land from which we are broadcasting today. Ostrots is based in Sydney and so today I'm on the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. I pay my respect to all this past, present and emerging and um, to their deep and ongoing connection to the land. A little bit about Austroads. Uh, we are the collective of Australasian transport and traffic agencies and our focus is to support our member organizations to deliver an improved road transport network. This project uh, is delivered under the Road Safety and Design Program, which is managed by Michael Newstick. A little bit of housekeeping. Um, our presenter will speak for about 20 minutes and then we will have some time for questions. Uh, the slides, guidelines and the short summary of the principles can be downloaded from the handout section of your sidebar, which you will find on the right hand side of your screen. To send us your questions for the Q&A, please use the question icon on your sidebar. Um, if your question relates to any particular slide, include the number of that slide in your message to help us answer your question as best as we can. Um, also let us know if you have any technical problems, but just a quick tip, if you lose sound or your picture freezes, the issue is most likely with your internet connection. Um, so leaving the session, closing the browser and rejoining again, using your registration link usually helps. Um, this session is being recorded and we will let you know when the recording is available on our website. If you listen to podcasts, um, you can find Ostrots in your podcast app. Um, so it gives me great pleasure to introduce our presenter for today, Judy Oswin. Um, Judy has worked on driver licensing policy as both a state regulator and a consultant for over 20 years. Um, Judy will introduce the team um, and provide an overview of the driver licensing directions. Um, welcome Judy and um, over to you. Great. Thank you very much, Ekaterina. And um, thank you everyone for attending. I hope you find today's session useful. Let's see. Something's gone weird, Ekaterina. Uh, no, it is all looking good um, on our side. So slides are sharing and uh, we can see and hear you as well. Okay, I can only see myself. Sorry, everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe try pressing Alt-Tab, Alt-Tab, Alt yep, it will bring up all the windows opened on your computer and uh, uh, pick okay. the screen that's shared. We're all, yep. we're all good. All Thank good. you very much. No worries. Okay, 
now everybody knows that I've got no technical skills, um, we shall actually move on to the presentation. So first of all, I'd like to start with um, introducing the team. Um, so there have been representatives, representatives from each state and territory involved in this particular um, project. Um, and their names are listed there, but I'd particularly like to thank Emma Hawkes and Jane Hicks, um, who contributed specifically to the one pager, which I'll talk about later on in the session. So thank you, and also to Michael for sponsoring the project. Okay, um, I'd like to start by talking about what the purpose of the document was about. Actually, the first time there's been published guidance um, on a unified perspective on licensing. So there's a lot of um, documentation that's been produced by Austroads over time, primarily in relation to um, road-related matters and road technical matters. But this is the first time there's been a, a paper on licensing. So this is a bit of a first for Austroads. The intent is it's an aspirational intent for driver licensing. Um, variation does exist currently in jurisdictional practice and it will continue to exist into the future. But the intent is that this document um, provides a framework for working towards harmonised licensing policy over time. The intended use is threefold. Um, the first is for licensing regulators themselves, so that's for the states and territories who are responsible for licensing regulation to inform their own approach to policy development and practice. The second use is for the Austroads Registration and Licensing Task Force, who has represents representatives from each of the states and territories, to help them to actually prioritise their work program. And lastly, um, is for the public to help them understand um, what the driver licensing principles and practices are in Australia. It's worth noting that there are several frameworks that ministers have approved that inform licensing in Australia. One of those is the National Driver Licensing Scheme, and that has been around for 20 plus years. The National Heavy Vehicle Driver Competency Framework, which has most recently um, undergone a review and a regulation impact statement. And also assessing fitness to drive for commercial and private vehicle drivers. So this um, framework, sits alongside those others. It might just be worth stepping back just for a minute to talk about licensing and how it's part of the safe system approach. I strongly suspect that almost everybody who's on this webinar is well aware of the safe system approach. Um, but just to highlight that really the approach is based on the fact that humans um, are vulnerable um, and when involved in crashes, um, injury and fatalities can exist. So responding to that um, are four key, key platforms, looking at safe speed, safe roads, safe vehicles and safe people. And licensing within that framework is all about safe people. Just a little bit about the overview of what's in the document and also what I'm going to cover today. So there are five principles underpinning driver licensing that are outlined. And there's also a description of the practice which supports the delivery of each of those principles. There's some discussion about some of the current challenges in achieving that principle in practice, 
some of those challenges um, talk to variation in jurisdictional practice. There's also some emerging issues that are happening around the world as, um, as things change and some highlighting of the issues that will impact on driver licensing over time. And some discussion about relevant Austro's work programs that are ongoing in terms of those particular um, issues and principles. So today I'm focusing on the first two of those elements. So I'll be talking about principles as well as the practice that underpins the um, delivery of those principles. Let's first talk about the five principles. The first one is about safety. So it's about ensuring that drivers and riders are skilled and approach the driving or riding task in a way that supports road safety outcomes. Second is consistency and looking to work towards consistent license rules and sanctions. The third around efficiency and looking to minimise the administrative effort for everybody involved in the process. The fourth is about accuracy and the importance of actually identifying drivers and riders accurately and minimising fraud. The fifth is about a focus on vulnerable and high risk drivers and providing them with extra support so that they are able to be safe road users. I'm going to go through those five principles now. So the first one is about safety, that drivers and riders are skilled and approach um, that task with attitudes um, as well as skills that support road safety. So in terms of the practice, that supports this principle. Um, there's a specification of minim minimum competencies for each driver licence class. There's an assessment against those competencies. And there's also provision of learning opportunities and experiences to help the development of that competency, as well as broad road safety behaviour. The second principle is about um, uniform licence rules and sanctions. So the first is about licence rules. So what kind of supporting practice um, do licensing authorities have here? There's a single driver licence classification structure which underpins mutual recognition of licences. Um, and this is um, one of the key, key platforms of the National Driver Licensing um, Scheme that I talked about earlier. There are broadly harmonised eligibility conditions for each licence class, although there are some differences between jurisdictions. It's accepted that there will be exemptions from eligibility requirements. Um, however, the intent with all exemptions is to try and limit, limit those so that the core principles of a harmonised national licensing framework are not um, undermined. In terms of um, conditions and progression requirements um, and licence class and status, the intent is to not have those impacted by a change in address when people move across states and territories. Um, there's a recognition that conditions may be placed on licences and there's all sorts of conditions. There might be specific driver limitations in response to a medical condition. Could be something as simple as wearing glasses. And broadly, jurisdictions are working towards um, largely harmonised national administration arrangements so that broadly issue and renewal, et cetera, looks and feels similar across all states and territories. The second part under consistency is looking at licence sanctions. 
and this is where there probably are some um, greater challenges for jurisdictions where there is um, some greater difference. But the intent, um, the key um, practices underpinning this particular area is that all drivers have a standard threshold of demerit points. And importantly, that demerit points um, are proportionate to the road safety risk. Looking to have offence categories and licence sanctions broadly consistent across jurisdictions, although there are some significant differences there at the moment. And importantly, that there's um, a clear logic um, between when suspension and disqualification actions are applied and when they're lifted, so that drivers um, know in advance what to expect. And the other principle that we are working towards, there are some challenges, is that sanctions and accrued demerit points remain in place, even when there is a change of address. The next is in terms of efficiency, and this is about minimising administrative effort. And so some of the key practices that support this one is that the mutual recognition of licences across jurisdictions. So um, a licence issued in one state or territory is recognised um, in others. The training and assessment that's done in one jurisdiction is recognised in another. The importance of, minima of um, providing real-time licence information I mean, that happens through NEPDIS, which is an ostroged managed system that keeps information about licensing and registration across all states and territories. The progression of mobile or digital driver licensing, and we've seen quite a bit of activity across states and territories in this space recently. And the provision of online information tools and material. The fourth is about accuracy, and this is um, very important in terms of ensuring that drivers and riders are accurately identified and fraud is minimised. Um, there's broad agreement to align licensing practice with a variety of national and international guidance and standards. The principle of one person, one licence is a key fundamental underpinning here. Many jurisdictions have moved towards biometric security verification as part of their licensing process. And jurisdictions look to verify source documents through trusted channels. And importantly, the physical license credentials, <coughs> excuse me, contain covert and overt security features, as well as photos and a signature. The last principle is the one around protecting vulnerable and higher risk drivers and riders. And a key part of that is a graduated licensing approach for all three um, vehicle classes, cars, motorcycles and heavy vehicles. And the provision of learning materials to meet custom, diverse customer needs, so that might be people with learning difficulties, people where English is a second language, those living in remote locations, etc. And there's quite a bit of partnering that goes on between jurisdictions and organisations to deliver um, support programs such as pre-learner programs and supervised driving programs in particular. So that providing that extra support and input to those groups. You can access the guidelines both the full version of the guideline, but also the one-page summary about the principles. 
and they can be downloaded by scanning that code um, or by going to the Austroads website. Over now to any questions. Thanks so much, Judy. It was a nice, efficient presentation, and really quite a um, a new a new experience for Austroads uh, with first piece of guidance for um, driver licensing. So thank you for taking us through those principles. Um, Judy, I might just start with a question for you in your in your work on on these principles. Um, what do you think the public would be interested? Do you think do you think the public would care? Is this something? I mean, and why have we developed a one pager? Look, I think um, people uh, are interested to know, you know, why the kind of um, licensing approach is in place, um, why the the um, the standards are put in place, um, you know, why they have to perhaps provide um, information about who they are, etc. So, look, while it might be not something that crosses people's minds um, on a day-to-day -day basis, I think it's really important to be transparent um, when putting um, hoops in people's ways. Um, that they need to jump through to explain that there is a purpose behind those um, requirements. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Judy. There's a question here that I might answer myself. It's around um, whether we think these principles are going to be actively used by licensed regulators. Uh, so I look after the RNL task force. I chair the, the meetings for the task force and I can assure you that the uh, the task force is very interested in these principles and we see them as um, a bit of a guiding set of principles for our work and we already know that um, some jurisdictions are actively using these um, guidelines in their own um, policy and practice development so it's a really good result. Um, we've got a question here about New Zealand, New Zealand being a member of Austroads, um, will the principles apply to them also? Do you want to comment on that one Judy? Um, these were developed for Australia, um, and so they are um, Australian principles. Um, I strongly suspect that a number of them would apply in New Zealand, but no, the focus was Australia. Yeah, I might say that's hence the um, the focus on consistency is particularly relevant in Australia, where we have eight jurisdictions and some um, quite quite a lot of variation across um, state borders. Uh, there's some questions here that go into a fair bit of detail about what's happening in particular jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. um, I won't be able to read them all, it will take me quite a while. Um, but there's a, a question here about international licences and their um, how we might apply international licences, which again is probably a bit beyond um, this project. But Judy, given that you're, you are working for us in this space, um, what are we doing about heavy vehicle license holders and recognising overseas drivers? Yes, look, um, as Michael said, a bit beyond the scope of this project, but there is a specific project um, going on looking at um, the recognition of overseas licences, um, particularly um, allowing people to transfer their overseas licence to an Australian licence um, and the kind of um, assessment and competency steps that they need to go through. There's a recognised country scheme that's currently in place and has been in place for um, quite some time in Australia. Um, and that has been based on looking at um, what the um, light vehicle licensing arrangements are in other countries. So countries like the United States and the United Kingdom where there are similar sorts of standards um, to Australia. 
And those countries have been on a recognised list for some time um, on the basis that when someone wants to transfer those licences from a recognised country, they don't need to generally go through a practical driving assessment. What's been recognised as part of the projects um, that I've been working on with Paul Rajan is that um, we need, in effect, to have three recognised country lists, one for cars, one for motorcycles, and one for heavy vehicles. Because while people might have good um, comparable licensing arrangements in their um, country in relation to cars, for instance, that may not be the case in terms of heavy vehicles. So in terms of um, where we're working towards, um, we will be asking countries who want to be recognised what their heavy vehicle licensing arrangements are and making an assessment as to whether or not um, we're satisfied that they meet um, an equivalent, um, not necessarily the same, but an equivalent standard of rigour um, in terms of what we have in Australia. So that um, there will be um, different arrangements for someone who has um, a heavy vehicle licence from a recognised country to those from someone with a non-recognised country. And the idea being that if we've got some level of assurance around the standards in um, a country that we've recognised, then we won't require uh, as much um, in terms of establishing that that person is competent to drive the heavy vehicle in Australia. So there's a fair bit of work going on there. Um, recognise that it, it can be quite um, a concerning topic for people, but it's actively being considered. Thanks, Judy. Now we've got a question uh, about the, how these um, principles might be implemented, um, or maybe what do we mean? What do we mean by um, common principles? So, if I specifically read this question, if all states and territories are committed to these principles, what practical steps will be taken? Will, will now be taken to improve the consistency of license rules and sanctions across Australia? And where there are differences between states, who will decide what the national standard will be? What do you think, Judy? Yeah. Look, I. I I guess there's no such thing as a national standard. Um, driver licensing and registration is a jurisdictional specific um, um, issue. But the whole concept of off-roads and the fact that all jurisdictions have signed off on these principles mean that in thinking about how they move forward um, and how they might make decisions in the future when reviewing um, licensing standards and practices happens periodically or making new decisions, these principles will be taken into account um, and considering um, you know, whether their practices will be harmonised or not um, will be part of that process of decision making. Yeah, that's right. So harmonisation and um, consistency mean slightly different things uh, and mm -hmm. national, trying to get national consistency takes a long time uh, in all fields it seems. Um, do the principles say anything about licensing and training for changing vehicle technologies? Now, I presume there we're talking about the emergence of newer technologies for vehicles. Yes, look, um, I said earlier on that there are um, a number of areas that are covered in the full document, and certainly identifying emerging issues is one of those areas which I didn't cover off on today. 
but um, quite clearly changing vehicle technology um, is going to have an impact on driver licensing. And there's already been some work that's been sponsored by um, Austroads and is being used in jurisdictions um, about how to take on board the technology that's um, already available widely in vehicles um, and the impact that that's had on driver assessment. So what kind of technologies can or cannot be used as part of the assessment process. Okay, thank you. There's a interesting question here about you've got one license principle. Are you as in one one person, one license? Are you also looking at including forklift licenses, dangerous goods drivers licenses, and explosive drivers licenses? Look, there there um there are different arrangements in different jurisdictions um, in relations to those. Some of those license types I think are actually managed by the same departments who manage driver licensing but effectively they are different licence classes and often um, managed by quite different areas of government. Okay, I'm just, so, so there are lots of questions that are all so very similar. So I think we've pretty much answered the bulk of them. Uh, there are some that are more nuanced and we will we'll reply um, individually to you. So I might leave it there with all the, the questions, but thank you, Judy. Um, a terrific piece of work. Uh, a, a bit of a um, moment in Osprey's history, this provision of these first guidelines in licensing. Uh, thank you all for your um, for joining us today. I hope this has been useful and you know where to find us if you um, have any follow-up questions. Thank you. Over to you, Ekaterina. Thanks, Michael um, and Judy, and thanks everyone uh, for being with us today and for your questions. Um, just a couple of slides before we finish the session today. Um, as you can see on the screen, these are the upcoming webinars. Um, so if you haven't already, please uh, visit our website for more information and to register. Uh, and if you'd like to receive updates from Austroads, um, subscribe to our monthly newsletter using the link provided on this slide. Um, and after we close out today's session, a questionnaire will pop up on your screen. Uh, please take a couple of minutes to send us your feedback. It really helps us to know uh, what you liked or didn't like about the session and what suggestions you have for our future webinars. Um, once again, today's session has been recorded and uh, we will send you the link to the recording when it's published on our website. Thanks again, everyone. Stay well and safe and enjoy the rest of your day.